Welcome to yet another podcast from Optimal Bio, and I can't think of a bigger medical news story than the coronavirus. In the studio to talk with us today, the medical director and owner of Optimal Bio, the CEO, and a patient partner. They are Dr. Greg Brannon, Tyler Brannon, and Jim Baker. And to all of you, thank you for taking time today. I'm going to go right to Dr. Brannon because the coronavirus is everywhere. You cannot escape the news on it, and I think it's it's frightening for a lot of people. Can you tell us what it is? To be real simple, a coronavirus is a a virus that has a messenger RNA as their genetic code. We have DNA, it has RNA. So it's, it actually has, has one area. When you look at it at what's called a helix, you have two sides that makes our DNA. When you take that apart, one side of it is an MRI. So it's a small virus with a small a genetic code. That's what the coronavirus is. The things we talk about, there's multiple families of these and mutations of these. And it is, the coronavirus is also the common cold. All right, so that, but this episode is, it's genetically a little different because it has some affiliation with the SARS, the Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome we heard a few years ago by, the genetic material in that. And it seems to be that it actually is more contagious about six, seven feet away from your nose and mouth. You mentioned some of the other viruses we've had in the past. Is it any deadlier than, let's say, SARS or swine or some of the other ones we've had? Again, I'm no expert. I'm just a doctor who reads science stuff. When you look at it, I mean, they talk about that it presents with mild symptoms of runny nose, sore throat, cough, fever, just general malaise. That's what a virus does. And it's actually your body getting a temperature is actually how it defeats the system. You have an innate and an acquired immune system. This is how it works. Fever is actually good. But the lethality of it is not what's being pushed. I think what's being pushed is how it can spread quickly because it has that more of that six, seven feet away from you. Let's go back for a second, if we could, called COV-19. What's the difference between 18 and 19 or 17 and 19? It would be the genetic code of the messenger RNA. They, they mutate. Viruses mutate. Is this a normal occurrence where viruses always, uh, during time always mutate? Always, always. That's, that's how it lives, and that's how our body tries to get and beat it. And most viruses, when you get as a human being, our body's innate system actually, now you become immune to that virus because it beats it. Well, could you put it into perspective because we have governments shutting down schools, gathering places. There seems to be this tremendous reaction to this particular virus. Is this that deadly? Should we be this panicked? It appears those who are dying are older, 65 and older, who are heavy smokers. China has a about 60% of their males smoke. And if you look at it, it's the males over 65 that are dying of a severe pneumonia, but the women only about a 4% rate of Chinese women smoke, and they're not dying that way. Here's the big thing with, you have to know the denominator. How many people are being checked may not be how many people are exposed, right? We don't know how many people are really exposed. I think in North Carolina, as of uh, March 9th, I think only 14 people were tested. So you don't know how many you're exposed to have. Just say, look, I feel a little you know, sore throat. I'm done. Move on. I've read multiple papers on Mercola's website, other uh, health websites, Bronstein's websites. They talk about the chance of an American dying from it is significantly less, significantly less than 0.00002%. Wait, that, I think that's important, though, because yeah, isn't so that the, that's the regular flu is that low, is yeah, it not? And, exactly. And here's the thing, though, is we don't want to poo-poo the fear people are having, okay? But we want to one time say, okay, what can you do? Let's give logical steps on what you could do to decrease viruses in this time of year. Most viruses are in the winter time when you have less vitamin D, when you are in contained closed spaces. So let's use common sense to say, okay, what can we do to help our body? Well, let's get into that. And if you don't mind, I want to go to you, Tyler. How is this impacted you? I mean, obviously you're watching and reading the news. Has it changed your life at all? It has not changed my life. I really think back, 
you know, just a couple years ago, H1N1, we had Zika, swine flu, bird flu, you know, the same type of, like, like the coronavirus. Why was that not such a big deal as big as the coronavirus? And I think it really plays into how social media it plays a role in our day and age. So I think we just have to take a step back and look at the facts of it. So I think, you know, of course, I'm very mindful when I come home, you know, I wash my hands or, you know, things like that. And I think it's very important to remain healthy, you know, keep working out, drink water, your food, your supplements. But um, I'm always very conscious of that during the winter anyways, as Greg said, is like, this is when a lot of people get sick. So to answer your question, that was a windy way. It hasn't changed. You know, I do think about like my grandma, you know, make sure she's healthy. But I just really think people need to take a step back and maybe turn off the news and start reading the actual facts of it. What about you, Jim? I mean, you go to the gym. I mean, people are sweating and all kinds of stuff there. Do you still do that? I do. However, it has changed my life from a financial standpoint. Obviously, if any of us are in the market at this point in time, we've lost money over the last couple of weeks. And from a personal standpoint, my wife and I were going to take a trip to Italy in April and that got canceled. We have a trip actually planned tomorrow to go to New York for a few days. We're going to go, but you know, you kind of scratching your head thinking, well, if they're closing down basketball arenas for spectators and they're closing colleges, they're asking everybody basically to go home. Home, you know, from my perspective, at least, I'm thinking, well, what am I missing? You know, uh, am I, should I, you know, retreat and go back to my house and just hang out or should I just live my life? And that's, that's really the big question at this point in time. I think a lot of us are going through. And I was talking to somebody today and she was quoting an article where she read that somebody in Spain who's an American picked up the virus. He's a 40-year-old healthy athlete type of person. Uh, and he came back to the States and he's being treated at this point in time. And, you know, her concern was, you know, because he was in great shape, you know, then he should not have gotten the virus. And then my thought on that was, well, you could work out all day long if you want. It's certainly going to help you. But if you don't have the proper supplements, you don't have the proper nutrition behind you, because there are people actually out there that eat a lot of junk food and work out and they're in physical good shape from an appearance standpoint, but are they strong enough from an immunity standpoint, you know, to be able to fight off the virus? And I think I'd like to have Greg talk a little bit more about that, you know, during this podcast. I went to the store. There's no, you know, Purex and Clorox and even toilet paper is gone. So people are reacting in a big way. This is a great opportunity for people to maybe for the first time in their life, understand what you can do to be a healthier person. So what can I do? I just pulled up the, before you started, the WHO's numbers on death of coronavirus. 22% of chance of death if you're over 80. Okay, over 80. It's 15% of all death cases are over people over the age of 80. And when you divide that up under gender, it's virtually double male versus female. So right there, you've eliminated 99% of that fear of the age itself, right? And Jim brought a good point on this is how healthy are these individuals? How healthy are their immune system? That is the most important thing. We know that diseases, when you're older or invalid, are more chance of affecting you anyway. All right, so that's number one. And then also, if you have underlying diseases, the World Health Organization talks about the increased risk to make you get susceptible to this is cardiovascular disease, diabetes, chronic respiratory disease, hypertension, and cancer. So you're talking about a sicker population who is getting this in the first place, and then very few of them are the ones who are passing away. Every life's matter, so that's very important. So let's go back to what you do. Mercola has a phenomenal little handout talking about supplements on what's important in viruses in general. I'm gonna go over a couple things first. Vitamin D, 
the literature in vitamin D when your level's above 60 has shown a decrease all viruses in your that you're exposed to. It actually, what it does is it takes the antigen, the protein that it virus exposes to your system and it grabs it. It's called dendrites and, and it, this is the nerves and holds it out so that the, you've heard of um, antibodies and white blood cells can actually attack it in a more efficient way. Vitamin D affects 3% of our genome and most of that has to do with our immune system. So that's something we could do. Most of these things attack in the winter time. What does that have to do with it? It has to do with less vitamin D. And also where the Spanish flu broke in Kansas was above the 35th parallel. Less skin, vitamin D during that time of the winter. So vitamin D is a crucial thing to keep above 60. Something you could do easily, you take vitamin D a supplement. It's in cod liver oil. It's not a bunch of our food. So it is something you got to do as a supplement. The government says that 75% of all Americans, their levels are under their recommendations, which is only under 30. Next thing is, is vitamin C. Eastern uh, Norfolk Medical Hospital is talking about in sepsis when you're really sick. They're using IV vitamin C. Linus Pauling wrote about this. I know there's sometimes debate on vitamin C, but the literature really supports how it works at the chemical levels. This refer to free radicals and diseases. Well, vitamin C is, a, is actually a thing that actually donates electrons to vitamin E, glutathione, uh, melatonin, coenzyme Q10. Now, what else does that mean? It allows our body to, again, to work more efficiently. In fact, there was a study shown people with adequate vitamin C can live up to five years old long, period. So the literature is that we can do. Common sense, wash your hands. I'm not a big fan of the Purelex and those kind of things. They have xenoestrogen, which actually turn off your hormone system. But there's a lot of literature showing that just warm, soapy water for 30 seconds to a minute is superior to everything else. So wash your hands. Greg, on that point, you had mentioned before that it's hard for you to get D, vitamin D, through diet. Obviously, growing up, you know, uh, we were told that you get vitamin D through sunshine. And it seems to me that some of the recommendations uh, for hopefully curing yourself from the coronavirus, you know, is to basically isolate yourself, obviously eat healthy, drink lots of water, stay clean, all that good stuff. I have yet to hear one expert say, go outside you know, get yourself some sunlight, build your vitamin D. Is that practical in this type of thing? I think it is, Jim. And if you're going to be inside, you make sure you have your windows cracked open and you have some sunlight. Again, these viruses die off. Usually, we don't know the future of this one, but viruses die off in the summertime. There's a reason why they do. So for me, it makes complete sense to get more light on you. Now, I think Wunan's above the 35th parallel as well in, in China. So I'm not exactly sure how it started there. Now, I'm going to tie this together a little bit with the swine, with the, all the pigs being massacred in that area. According to a couple of articles, it appears that that RNA, the genetic code, there is a bacterium called, I must pronounce it, pervitola, which is a bacteria and the uh, coronavirus is actually inside that. So is it a different carrier mechanism that may actually bypass some of your immune system in your upper respiratory? Not exactly sure on that, but Dr. Brownstein talked about that we do know with the men who are dying, smoking affects an, a protein called ACE inhibitor 2 that's in your lungs that causes vasoconstriction and that'd be a bad thing in pneumonia. And that that actually may be a problem, part of the system and their immune system, why people who are smokers and older are having more pneumonia cases. Is, is that what ultimately happens? Those who are susceptible, it actually develops into something more like pneumonia. It's, yeah, well, it's not see, necessarily the flu that's killing you, it's right, pneumonia. It's pneumonia. And that's, what's, and that's what's interesting because they're finding that, again, we have no antibiotics that kill viruses. And they're finding some of these protocols that people are surviving are getting antibiotics as well as supportive care, hydration, and, and vitamin C and, and nutrition. But Bill, you said something very interesting. Is this the most common outcome? 
the most common outcome is you're sick for seven days and you're fine. Even the guys are more susceptible. You can look at the data. 85% of 80-year-olds survive. That's why it's important to understand, to put this in perspective. Again, I am not an official. I'm not the head of the CDC. I'm not a governor. I'm not, I'm not saying all that. But the most important person for your health is in the mirror, period. So let's use common sense and not be fearful of this. Tyler talked about, we can go Zika, almost close down the Olympics. You have SARS. Uh, we were adopting children in China during the SARS outbreak. And we found, again, it went away with time. This is just a little interesting because I think Tyler said something that's very, very important. The social media in the last 10 years is completely different world. And something could come out very quickly. Again, it's like any tool is not either in itself bad or good, but it can be used for bad or good. And maybe not even bad, but it just gets out to the, out there so fast that is the panic worse than the pandemic? And that's sort of what I'm thinking right now. Is there a different way you would treat with supplements a child versus someone who might be in their 60s, 70s, and 80s? There are different doses for different people. I mean, I'm giving my but children. But you would still give uh, vitamin, vitamin D, D vitamin A, not to pregnant women. Don't give vitamin uh, A to pregnant women. It could affect the, actually the, the development of the eye. But high dose vitamin, anything over 4,000. But Brownstein has a point. He recommends in the summer, wintertime, which we recommend here in Optimal Bio, rec every day, vitamin D, vitamin C, and a nice multivitamin, which has Bs and As in it, off the bat. Brownstein, who's a 25-year phenomenal MD who has great research on holistic care, he talks about anytime you feel like you get a, a virus coming on, he recommends high dose A, high dose D, high dose C for four days. It slows down the um, the period that you have the symptoms. And of course, hydration, nutrition is what he recommends. So what do we take away from this, folks? Yeah, I would say sleep. Sleep is very important. And um, preventing getting sick as well as if you're sick, it helps your body heal to get rid of the virus or whatever sickness you have. You know, if you work out, keep working out. A sweat is a natural detoxifier. If you don't work out, go for a walk. As Jim was asking, go outside. Fresh air is so beneficial to you. When you think about it, bacteria grows in the dark, right? So why are you gonna be like cooped up inside, like just letting all the bacteria and germs fester? So that's what I would say. Sleep, move, and get outside. How about you, Jim? To add on to that, uh, I would just say worry, be sensitive to the exterior, so your cleanliness and, and your surrounding area and what have you, but really focus on the interior. I think Dr. Brandon hit it on the head. You know, the biggest advocate is the person in the mirror. You know, take the supplements to heart, take the, the healthy eating to heart, and at the end of the day, I think you'll be okay. It's been shown that when you do get exposed to viruses and bacteria and your body gets through it, you're actually healthier. There are studies to show that if you get diseases as a child, you actually have less cancer in the future. Your body is an amazing adapter, but our innate and acquired immune system is beyond explanation. So smart, try not to get these things, but understand if you do 99.9999%, you're gonna feel crummy for four or five days. That's all this is. My thing is when they're recommending, don't in crowds, you know, more than 250 people. So 252 is bad or is, is, is 148 better? I mean, these are things we have to That's ask That's a ourselves. great point. So just, we'll look at it, the highest risk population base, the 80-year-old Chinese male who smoked for 85 years, well, he survives 85% of the time. And, and I don't want to poo-poo any death. All death is terrible. But in the last, since this coronavirus outbreak, 4,000 people have died over 1.7 million have died of tuberculosis. 
we don't see an outbreak of that. And that definitely spreads in small containment areas. As Tyler talked about, it grows in dark. That's why people in the 20s and 30s moved to Arizona and New Mexico in the sunlight to kill the tuberculosis. So I want it in context. That's real important is to understand this is not the most lethal virus that's spreading so fast, but there are ways that are simply done to actually enhance your chances of getting it and getting through it if you get it. And there's ways to do it where you may not even get it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. And of course, if you're listening, we appreciate you being here with us. And as always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to call. And if you're looking for supplements, I know a place you can go. They'll take care of you here at Optimal Bio. We'll talk to you again soon.